do, 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 Welcome, fanboy, the snob. I'm Chad. And today we are talking about the 1993 Michael Douglas movie. Michael Douglas, Joel Schumacher. Joey Schumacher. Falling down. Falling down. Why would you make me watch this movie? So you can better understand my point of view about the world. Why does Coke cost 85 cents? Why can't it cost 50 cents? It's not like Coke's running out. It's not like they're not making billions of dollars. So why does it have to cost so much fucking money? So this movie, right, though, right? So this movie starts out with Michael Douglas sitting in a traffic jam. He is your basic uh, white collar, pens in the pocket. He's got a briefcase. Hey, he's wow. We've been doing that a lot today. Um, he's sitting in a shitty, rundown sob in the middle of a heat wave in LA. In LA traffic with someone in the car adjacent to him in a convertible, obviously richer than he is, screaming on a car phone, which didn't, I mean, Zoomers don't understand, but before cell phones and after home phones, there were car phones. <laughs> so, that up one. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, um, so this fucking cokehead is screaming into the car phone about his drugs and his friend keeps going, give me the phone. And the whole time they're screaming, they're both beeping the horn of the car behind, uh, uh, next to him. The car behind him is a, a fat, ugly woman just putting pounds and pounds of makeup on her face. Um, in front of him is a, a, is a little um, the Mex- Mexican girl, right? Yeah, thanks. Because you see her later on in a film yeah. in Gangland. Um, a little Mexican girl just staring back at him with like doe eyes, you know, innocence, you know. So that's what's in front of him. What's behind him is ugliness. What's to the next of him is hate. And then just next to the shitty car is a bus full of children just screaming and throwing things. So he's got innocence, hate, ugliness, and chaos surrounding him. And he's like, and it, and it starts in the way that I love this camera because it's like it's constantly like close ups. You hated this part, but it's always showing them sweating. No, I didn't hate the idea of doing it. I just don't like it when people zoom into people's mouths. But it made you feel stressed out, right? Yeah. There's, something, the... there's something about mouths. And then he finally goes, like his AC's broken, his window doesn't work. He oh, he goes to roll the window up and just, you wouldn't know. Yeah, zoomers wouldn't know. This. Windows used to work like this. It was a crank. If you hit it too hard, it would break. And then it's broken forever. You can never use your window. So it's finally getting to him. And as soon as he opens his door, it gets real quiet. Did you notice that? (laughs) Like he throws his door open and it goes silent. And he kind of has this moment where he's like, like breathing, like finally, like, okay, like he escaped it. And then he gets out of his car and the guy behind him goes, Hey, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, I'm going home. <laughs> and he just starts walking home and he leaves his car there. Then what happens? Then it cuts then it cuts to the like I wanna stick more to his story. We'll talk about like the... Look at Robert Duvall's story is parallel to Michael Douglas's story. They're both kind of similar characters. It's just 
one follows the law and the other doesn't. Yeah, one goes over the edge, the other one stays. One, one has a nervous breakdown, the other one compromises, I guess you could say. Yeah, at the end it works, though. Yeah, I guess it does work yeah. out in the end, in the worst way possible. <laughs> but it works out. Just kill the guy. Spoilers. Well, the daughter gets the insurance. It's true. You know, hopefully she doesn't spend it on a liberal arts degree. Because, like, why? I want to make no money, you know? like It's all about the money, man. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, <laughs> so it right. cuts to his scene. He's it, he's going to the police station. Well, this is after he helps the other cop like push the car. He's act. Robert Duvall is actually like four cars back. Yeah, but far enough away that he doesn't see Michael Douglas get out of the car, but close enough that he's able to walk up to Michael Douglas's car and be like, "What the fuck is going on?" And what does license plate say? Defense. Yeah. So D like- apostrophe. F-E-N-S. Which is a weird license plate. Defense. He works in the defense department, which yeah, is revealed he, later on. He, he used to build missiles to protect this country. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great speech at the end. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the cop shows up. He kind of walks forward and he's like, because uh, a bike cop, a motorcycle cop passes him. So he naturally being a police officer gets out of his car and follows the motorcycle cop. Motorcycle cop is a super duper dick to him for no reason. Cause you're all on the same side. And uh, eventually they push the car out of the way. He makes note of the license plate. He hears the story of the driver behind him about how a guy in a white shirt with a tie ran out of his car into the woods then it cuts to michael douglas and he's in a bodega right and he's like oh no he's on the phone he calls his wife on a payphone, and uh he doesn't say anything and she hangs up and he needs more money to call her so he goes into the bodega yeah and um convenience store for those who don't and the guy goes he goes can i have change for a dollar and the clerk goes no, you have to buy something. Well, let's talk about this. Is the first? This is the real first interaction of how how this he day because the cashier literally had the register open. Yeah, they show the he, cashier. He, they make a point to see him like slam it shut. And, like, and not only do that, they show him breaking open a roll of quarters. So you knew, you knew he had change. Yeah, like you knew he had change. So he goes, "Nope, no change unless you buy something." So he walks over. And they do this cool shot where it's from inside the cooler. And like, you can just see the cold air blasting me in the face. And he has this moment where he's like, oh God, you know, like, like. This is the point of the movie where if he just would have got the money for the phone. If he had it, just got the change, none of this would have happened. Yeah, because this is his like, I'm calm. I'm, I'm calm. So he goes over to the register and he goes, I, all right, I'll buy this Coke. And the guy goes, 85 cents. And he goes, what? And he goes, 85 cents and he goes if i give you the dollar i won't have enough money to pay for the payphone the whole reason i would be giving you the dollar is to get change for the payphone and he goes i don't care 85 cents leave my store and then michael douglas goes make me which is that moment we've all had it where you where you're finally like you know what make me and so the guy reaches for a baseball bat and michael douglas overpowers him and knocks him to the floor, 
It starts smashing up the convenience store. Like, how much for a, t- uh, a three pack of these donuts? And he goes, four eighty five. Dollars thirty five. Yeah, and he smashes them. And he goes seventy five cents. And he, how much for aspirin? Three ninety five. And he smashes that. And eventually, they get to the soda. He's like, how much for the soda? Fifty cents. So he goes and pops the register open, puts his dollar, and takes fifty cents out, and just, and leaves. just leaves. Doesn't rob him because the guy's like, take all the money, take all He's the like, money. I don't. You think I'm a criminal? You think I'm a robber? He's like, I'm just standing up for the consumer. I'm just a consumer. I like the line, too, where he's like, you're going to take that money for me? Do you know how much money my country gives to your country? And then the guy goes, how much? And he goes, well, I don't know, but it's a lot, you know? (laughs) I like that because that's like every internet racist argument, you know? Like if they can't actually (laughs) quote numbers and facts, they don't know what they're fucking talking about. I can't. Um, So... (laughs) It um, it uh, so he smashes up the place, right? And he grabs his coke, and then it cuts to the cop in his office, and he opens his drawer, and it's full of sand. Kitty litter, to be exact. kitty litter, to be exact. Turns out he's retiring today, and everyone in the entire office makes a point to bring up stories about other cops that were killed a day before retiring, <laughs> or five minutes walking out to his car, he yeah. got hit by a fucking whatever you know like i like how the movie starts out where you think they all like him but at the end they're like Like everyone's an asshole to him yeah nobody really likes him yeah because he's a coward cop he hides behind his desk we find out why later on. yeah because he lives in la like it fucking makes sense i wouldn't leave my desk his wife made him yeah true and his wife's psycho but yeah um So, so it goes back to him and he has this big scene and he pulled out a picture of his daughter and, and that's where you kind of go, oh, daughter's dead because pulling it out of the dirt, yeah. you know. Um, Symbolism, Gerald Schumacher. Yeah. He has a lot of stuff in that movie. Dude, his camera work was amazing. Whoever was DP on that movie was... I want to see his Batman movies. Yeah, like I would the way love he to see wanted them. Uh, Yeah, I would love to see that and I would love to see just more Tim Burton Batman movies. Mm. But not modern Tim Burton, old Tim Burton. I don't want to watch Harry Potter, Tim Burton movies. He didn't make Harry Potter. But he was so heavily influenced. Hot Topic, Tim Burton. I don't want to see Hot Topic, Tim Burton. Does that work better? So it cuts back to uh, Michael Douglas, who's uh, sitting on a rock in a field. Not a field, like just like a... Just a hill. Just some place. An outcropping. Just eating his sandwich, <laughs> drinking his... Coke. Coke. <laughs> just minding his own fucking business. Coke paid for. The coke he paid for. And what happens? These two, I guess you could call them gang members. Latin gang members. They do say they're in a gang. Yeah. They walk up and they point to a symbol on the rock saying, this is our rock. And <laughs> they go, this is our land. And he goes, I didn't see any signs. And they point to graffiti. And then he goes, oh, is that what that means? And they're like, yeah, that means it's our territory. And he went, well, maybe if you wrote it in fucking English, I'd know. I fucking love that line. It's He's like the most passive aggressive person. I know. He's me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the uh, two Latin gang members decide to make it a thing. Instead of just, because he actually yeah. goes, he, yeah. he gets off the rock and he goes, all right, you're right. I'm in your territory. This is obviously some gangland stuff. I don't want to be a part of it. If you just let me leave, I'll leave. And then they try to go for his briefcase. And then they go, no, you're not going to leave. Give me your briefcase. And they pull a knife on him. 
And he goes, okay, you want the briefcase? I'll give you the briefcase. Did you mention I stole the bat from the- Oh, no. So after he wrestled the bat away, he left with a bat. Upgrade. Upgrade, yeah. (laughs) He leveled up. Mission one complete, bat obtained. Mission two, fight gang members. So he's in the field and there, and they pull the knife on him. It's a butterfly knife because nineties. And um, when he reaches down for the briefcase, he grabs the bat and just smashes the knife wielder on the elbow Ugh. and then cracks the other guy upside the down head. Stairs. And then, yeah. And the guy winds up falling down the staircase and he fucking is like, what's up? what's up you know and they're like they're like trying to run away and he was like you fucking run away tell everyone i'm coming and he throws the bat picks up the knife flicks it around puts it in his pocket grabs a briefcase and keeps walking i want people to re-add this movie as a video game. dude we're not the first to come up with my count side that's like a common critique it's really? just a it's just an rpg if this was a video if this was a grand theft auto game you'd be like yeah this is awesome because <laughs> Then it cuts back to the cop, and the Asian guy, uh, the store owner, is talking about how some guy, just some regular guy in a tie and a fucking white shirt, beat the shit out of me. And he's like, um, I don't care. <laughs> you know? And then it cuts back to Michael Douglas, and he's at a payphone. So he's trying to call his wife, and this is where you find out where he, she actually, because the time she's like, I know it's you, just answer. And he goes, I am coming home. And she's like, you can't you come can't home. You can't come home. So we find out that they're not as happy as you're, you are. You're my wife, your ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little shaky. It starts thing. to unravel the whole idea of a man coming home. Right? So this is the point where he's like, no, I'm coming home. I'm, I'm gonna come home. Like, nothing is gonna stop me. But as the scene's going on, you see the gang members driving it in. It cuts to the guy with the broken arm and three other friends and his girlfriend. And they're like, there he is. And then he goes, get out of the car. And the girl's like, ah, it's stupid. Just let it go. And he's like, no, I got to do this <laughs> for some reason. So she gets out of the car. They pull out a bowling bag or a gin bag, if you will, yeah. full of guns. And they go to do a drive-by. As he's hanging up the phone, <laughs> and typical inner city gang member, they missed the target. Uh-huh. I like how it just goes over. Like, they kind of show it go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the point. They, they, they started shooting the recoil, and then they tried to compensate, and they just <laughs> missed him. But they hit a mother. They hit an old man. Yeah. They hit a kid. And then fucking Michael Douglas just looks, walks around, he's like, yeah, so they, oh, do, they do the drive-by, and a guy in a Ford Bronco cuts them off because he's panicking, which causes the car to crash into a parked car. <laughs> so Mike, Michael Douglas is just standing there, like, looking at everyone's shot. So he just fucking walks up to the car. Sees that it's the guys he beat up <laughs> earlier. Grabs well, he their, knew it was. Grabs their guns and goes, you missed. <laughs> and then he shoots and goes, and misses. And goes, I missed too. <laughs> And then he shoots him in the legs and he's like, okay. <laughs> it just walks away and everyone in the crowd is just like, okay, this is some shit I don't want to deal with. And they walk away. And then he cuts back to the cop. And he's interviewing the girl. Yeah. Yeah. He's interviewing the girl. The girlfriend of the gang member. And she's not saying anything. She says, it's some white guy. It's some white guy. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever. And the cop is like, Wait, so a white guy smashed up a store 
and then he shot uh, a, a gang and then he was involved in a drive-by like hmm, hmm you know and he starts putting it together and then he cuts to michael douglas in a mcdonald's what was it called mcwally's or wally's wally a wally burger wally yeah, burger something yeah i don't know where else i was from but black arnold's black arnold's or um what is the one from coming to america mcdonald mcdolan's or something i think it's mcdolan's yeah um so he he goes to like a fast food restaurant and he walks in and he goes i would like your breakfast combo and what's her name sheila sheila goes "Ooh, we just stopped serving breakfast and he goes no you don't understand i want breakfast and she goes no i'm not gonna do it and he goes can i speak to your manager and then rick walks over yeah and he goes hey rick i would like your breakfast and he goes, ooh, you know, we stopped serving breakfast at 11.30. And then he looks at his watch and it's like 11.31. Yeah. And he's like, come on, just give me your breakfast. Come on, Rick. And then he goes, wait a minute. I don't know you. Why am I calling you by your first name? I don't want to be your friend. Like he has that moment where it's just like, I don't give a shit what your fucking name is. <laughs> I mean, isn't the customer always right? And he goes, well, yes, but that's not our policy. And then what happens next? I, there is one point where he's like, just give me the breakfast. And Sheila goes and grabs Goes box. Goes to grab the breakfast and Rick won't let her. Sheila was definitely creaming her pants. That yeah, whole... she was, they made a weird thing to have her pretty much like get very like, hot and bothered by. Because he walks up to Rick and he's like, fuck you. And she's like, you can call me Mrs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, she was 100% is. into him. And <laughs> it's because he walked in and he was like, I'm not taking no for an answer. You know, chicks like that sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, so she's like super into him because he's being assertive and dominant and Rick's kind of like melting. Rick is such a pussy in this scene. Um, but Rick is being like the kind of pussy where he's like, no, I'm not going to do it, you know? It's the guy, it's like, I worked, I was a manager at like a pizza place. Like He's younger than so you. So I'm not trying to super insult him, but he's doing the, I am in charge. But... He's younger than you and he's telling you what to do because his hat is a little different than the person next. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, Dude, you're 26. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's where Michael Douglas was at. So the guy says, I'm not going to give you breakfast. And he pulls a fucking Tech 9 out of his magical bag of guns. The best part of that scene is he accidentally pulls the trigger and he's, whoa, whoa. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. It's very sensitive. I'm sorry. The trigger's really sensitive. I didn't mean to do that. And like, that's where he learns trigger discipline. Yeah. Because he never puts his finger on the trigger again unless he means to pull it. So he does that and he's like, whoa and it's like a restaurant full of like families i like that one family where like the extra like they had bad instincts and he's like reaching out towards his kid across the table but <laughs> keeping his eyes on the gunman as to kind of like yank his kid behind him that kid was great though that kid was awesome um i really liked that scene because like whoever that actor was had great instincts <laughs> um but yeah he basically explains how it's like like you make fucking shitty food look at this look at the picture like fuck yourselves yeah he finally gets his food he pays for it and just picks it he up pays for it yeah. yep and he picks it up and it's just like flattened and he has every instant rage every fast food and he's just like and even sheila's like nodding her head like you're right the food sucks here the little kid in the background's like yeah, yeah. Like, who agrees? And the kid's the only the, one. The one kid, like a kid, a seven-year-old kid, just raises his head to agree <laughs> with him, and he just kind of is like, you know. And then it cuts back to the cop. 
and now he's hearing about a crazy guy who shot up a burger joint, <laughs> but didn't steal anything or hurt anyone and paid for his food. So now he's starting to put it together. But nobody wants to fucking listen to him. Because he's the bitch cop. He meets the chief. The chief is punching a punching bag. He has all his boxing trophies. He's like super aggro macho. Like, just go out there and bust some heads kind of guy. Anyway, so the cop is, the chief is, ooh. The chief is a super douchebag. Uh, he basically tells the main cop that he doesn't like him. That, he's always yeah, that, was, that was pretty shitty. That scene was pretty rough. He was like, look, I've always been nice to you because HR told me to, but now that you're retiring, I fucking hate you. <laughs> and and, and uh, Robert Duvall doesn't, like, he does, he plays such a beta well. He's, like, looking away, like, making eye contact casually, but, like, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> he, like, shrinks when he starts getting yelled at. It was really good acting on Robert Duvall's case. There was a lot of good, like, little acting oh, points oh in this movie. Yeah, I wish I could remember all of them. Well, this movie's two hours long, and every single scene is amazing with lots of stuff happening in the background. Like the Mexican restaurant scene. You didn't pick up on the fact that he was cheating on his wife with her. No, I was, it was more hopeful that he wasn't. No, but that's the thing about this movie is no one's a good guy, as we learn about Michael Douglas. Yeah. So the, oh wait, don't they go to his parents' house next after the, the fast food restaurant? That's a little later because I think they he what found did, out the license plate. What did they, that purpose? Yeah. What do they do after the fast food restaurant? Where does Michael Douglas go? To the Army Navy store. Yeah. Oh God. How do you feel about that? Because he he still got a hole in his shoe. <laughs> so he goes to the Army Navy store, and there's these two guys. Who I didn't know they were gay until the guy started yelling at them. Well, so, it's pure '90s gay attire. But in my head, I was like, "Those are just some strapping young lads, you know." Fucking just jacked and want to show it off. I was like, "I was like, I get it. I do the same thing. I guess I'm '90s gay." <laughs> <laughs> um, so these two gay guys are like shopping in an Army Navy store. Um, I, should we have to explain what an Army Navy store is? No, it's a store that's. Yeah, but think Navy. about the Midwest. They don't have Army Navy stores because they don't have Navy near them. So basically, Army Navy is when the Army. Or in our case, because we live on the coast, the Navy has surplus. They basically open up a, a, a pawn shop, if you will, and they sell off all their old gear. So you can go, I went into an Army Navy store and I bought ninja rope with the claw and a Coca-Cola shirt written in Farsi. And, <laughs> and you know what to say about regulars of Navy surplus stores? Apparently we're crazy. The best one was in Newport. Every time I went to Newport, I went to that Army-Navy store. The guy knew me by name. I fucking loved going there. I would buy boots. I would buy shirts. I would buy gear. I have a fucking K-bar that I and a whetstone, and I keep it sharp. For <laughs> um, That sounds like I'm a psycho. But hey, fuck you. When the world ends, I'll be ready. You won't. Um, <laughs> right? That's the thing about prepping. Like, up until they're right, or no, up until they're wrong, they're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, he goes in the Army-Navy store. The two gay guys are shopping. The store clerk sees Michael Douglas's character looking at boots, and he decides to talk to him. Yeah. And he starts talking about the Desert Storm boots, which are garbage. And then he starts talking about the Vietnam-era boots. They're like, you can walk through a foot of mud and not worry about it, which is true. Mud trench boots. And... Um, then he goes, he goes, with these boots, you can really uh, 
stomp out a or whatever or something he like that. Say- yes, he did. Dude, he said. This is the point of this character is he is hate. Yeah. So he he reveals himself to be a fucking anti-black, anti-gay, anti-Jew bigot, like a white supremacist altogether. To the point of where uh, in a in a misogynist, the female cop rolls up to the store yeah. just to be like, hey, have you seen a guy with a tie and a white coat or whatever? And he helps Michael Douglas hide. And he goes, So um so, uh, so, uh, so, why are you an officer and a, not an officer S? Like, you got actor, you got actress, you know, because you're, uh, and then she's like, well, we are all police officers, despite, you know, uh, you know, and just completely diffuses it and walks away. And then Michael Douglas is like, why did you help me? And he goes, I want to show you something. Oh, God. And then they go into his fucking Nazi Basement. memorabilia room. Which, 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 I thought was cool. I'm not saying fancy uniforms. I love fancy uniforms. A man of fancy uniform, Chris will get them. Dude, I just, just the black and the silver. I don't know. There's something about, I, Hugo Boss nailed uniform. I do, uh, I like the North Korean uniform. That makes me sound like more of a fascist. I like um, Australian uniforms too, Australian dress. So you just don't like how the United States just went camp? Yeah, we got super lame. The World War One uniform was super cool, and it's yeah. just been downhill ever since. It's like, just get your fancy yeah, shit out. The Confederate Civil War. We're out for the military. Dude, I, yeah. I love the uh, I love the gray and the blue. I fucking love I like gray blue. It's so good. That's the only kind of camo I like. But I'm talking the Civil War uniforms, where it was you were gray, we were blue. Like, we're not dressing for camo, we're dressing for identification. Yeah. I like that. They go down to his Nazi lair, and it's kind of cool because there's a lot of cool historical stuff. And if you're a historian, you don't see things through right or wrong; you just see things as they are. Um, and he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, he pulls out a canister, <laughs> he pulls out a can- a canister of Zyklon B, which is the pesticide that they used in um, uh, the the what are they called death camps. This is um, where he was like pathetically fanboying out. Yeah, right? he was so hard. But me, as a person who likes to can like collect historical artifacts, I'm looking at that and go, "Can of poison from the Holocaust? I don't want that on my shelf." You know, like, like I don't like what it's about, but I understand its importance, and I would like to own it. You know, like I would totally own like the gun that shot Lincoln. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing. I would own the spear that killed Jesus. Oh, um, Lance of Longinus. Spear of Destiny. Yeah, pick a destiny. Tenacious D! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so he shows him the can, and he's like, this killed Jews. And, and Michael Douglas is just kind of like puts the can down and goes, You're not the same. And Michael Douglas is like, no, no, I'm not like you at all. (laughs) I'm an American. (laughs) What did he call him? He called him a fascist, a a misogynist, racist, fascist Nazi. Like, he was like, you're you're what's wrong with this country. This is America. We have the right to free speech, which means I can disagree with you. And then he turns around. And that's when the guy jumps him. He pulls a gun on him. 
he tries to handcuff him and he's like i'm gonna send you to prison where you're gonna get raped by black people huh you want to get raped by black people spread your legs and it's like like weird and then michael douglas like it's in her fantasies yeah michael douglas goes i can't spread my legs any further and the guy goes why and he goes gravity and then he makes his legs spread father michael douglas falls to one knee cracks his glasses yeah and then he pulls the fucking butterfly knife out fucking gets him right in like the the fucking like right between the collarbone but just shoot and it's like you know oh artery severed you're dead nothing you can do I like how later on you find out he just put him in a display case. Yeah, that so was it's like funny. He product killed him. He like literally posed him up. He probably put him in the fucking mirror with like "I'm a Nazi" written on his chest. You know, yeah. like fuck that guy. <laughs> he doesn't get why that he he likes that jar of Zyklon B for the wrong reason. He likes it because he thinks it's like yeah, dead dead Jews. But it's like no, you like it because you know what it is and you can appreciate the evil that it is. You know, <laughs> I don't know. They find an Annabelle. No, I would just burn it. First scary thing that would happen, I'd burn the doll. Oh, it stood up, and then I'd burn it. Fucking Conjuring 3, he goes into somebody else's house that has a bunch of things. Why don't you just burn all this? Motherfucker, you don't burn it. You keep it Like uh, Amityville Horror. Oh, man, this house is pretty spooky. (laughs) Burn it. (laughs) Burn the ground under it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. That's the thing with horror movies. As soon as it's scary, it's like, just kill it. Just kill it. Get rid of it. You know, like, why do you even entertain it? Anyway. Yeah, but he couldn't kill the evil dead. That was the thing. That's why like he thing. went crazy. But that's a different scenario than falling down. Um, Almost. One bad thing. So what does he, he, what does he <laughs> say when he kills the Nazi? He shoots the Nazi after he stabs him. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, and the whole time he's like, I'm not a piece of shit like you. I'm just trying to go home. And he kills this Nazi. Mm. And it's like, again, you're like, okay. Yeah, reasonable. <laughs> um, then it cuts to the cop. And he's at a Mexican rent. What happens after this? Uh, the cop scenes were so boring. Yeah, let's skip over the cop scenes and go to Michael Douglas. Well, what happens after him, him killing a Nazi? They go to the cop scene where... That's what I mean. Is this when they're at bunch that's what i was just about to say they're at the mexican restaurant and it's revealed the cop is cheating on his crazy wife but then she gets called because the walla burger yeah scene right and then he goes to investigate the walla burger and discovers it's another guy with time we should talk about the cop's wife real quick she cray she calls him once talking about how she's too scared and starts breaking down in tears and he has to like talk her down and he sings London Bridge is falling down to like like calm her. And then in another scene, she calls him back, fucking yelling at him and swearing at him. And it's just like, wow, that's how my mom acts. And it was fucking weird. And it was, yeah, it was over the top. And then it cuts, it goes to the construction. Yeah, he tries to walk through construction construction site and there's a fucking fat lazy guy sitting at the construction site basically like um she was great just because yeah he's literally sitting there like this too it was just because of the little kid that made the scene so great and he's and the guy and michael douglas walks up to him and he's like what are you doing and he goes fixing the road and he goes what are you fixing and he goes the road and he goes two days ago the road was fine why does it need fixing now and he goes i don't know and he goes, I think it's because you need to justify your inflated budget. 
Otherwise, you lose the money next year. So you make up bullshit to fix in the road. And the guy goes, fuck you. And he goes, so I'm right, huh? And then he pulls a gun out. And then the guy goes, I think it's something with the sewer. And he goes, I don't believe you. And he goes, you're right. I'm lying. I don't know why we're fixing the road. Yeah, he's basically being like, there's no reason. We're there's just no reason. It. We're just fucking doing it to do it. And he goes, that's what I fucking thought, which is the truth, <laughs> you know? He pulls out, you forgot. The law. That. In the army surplus store, the Nazi guy pulls out like a bazooka thing. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played like um, any PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> the, the law, you know, the tube bazooka with like the sight here and the trigger here, you know? So he pulls that out and he's trying to shoot it at the construction site. And some kid walks up to him and he's like, hey man, you gotta, you gotta extend it. And he's like, what? And he's like, you gotta extend it. So he extends it and he goes, pull the cap off. And he goes, okay. <laughs> And he's like, all right, that's cool. Um, what movie are you filming? And he's like, uh, under construction. And the kid's like, that's cool. Okay, you get to aim down the site. And he's like, thanks, man. And then he goes, uh, so where are the cameras? And he's like, they're around. They're around. And the kid's like, all right, that's cool. So remember, squeeze the trigger. And he squeezes the trigger early and shoots it down into the trench that um, the construction <laughs> guys are working on. And what does Michael Douglas do? He puts himself between the kid and the yeah. explosion. So it's not like he's, he's like, oh, get out, and he blocks the kid. Like so, That's, he's still a good a guy. In, put a pin in that emotion for later on when we yeah. get to a different scene. When we get to a very different scene. So he's still a good guy at that scene. Yeah. And it blows up the traffic, and everyone freaks out, and he runs away. And then where is he? This is when it pops to the other people. Then it shows him hopping the fence. Right, and then he winds up like in like the the, the hills of L.A you know, with all the mansions and stuff. And it cuts to a family swimming in a pool. <laughs> it cuts to a family swimming in a pool. And uh, he climbs over the fence and he comes out of the bushes and he's all cut up and he's angry because at this point he's like shot his, you know, he's been shot at, stabbed someone. Pretty much what he goes about is it's a fucking mansion. So mansion, like the big fence and they have barbed wire. So he's like, why would you have barbed wire? Somebody could hurt themselves. I fucking cut my hand on it. I'm just trying to fucking cross through your lawn and you have fucking barbed wire. In any normal perspective, it's my property. Like Right. But the guy at the pool with his wife and his kid, two kids, goes, I'm just the caretaker. The owner lets us the owner lets us have barbecues here. This is not my house. And you see Michael Douglas go. And then you hear police sirens. And this is where Michael Douglas becomes a bad guy. He yeah. grabs the daughter as a hostage. This is when it's no longer he is justifiable in his actions. He, but then you have like the weird moment where they go in, they go into this little like a like, grotto. Grotto. And he's holding a little girl. He has the gun and everything. Then he kind of like looks down and then he's like, fuck. And he lets a little yeah, girl go. Yeah, he lets go. the little girl go. And, and they're like, just don't hurt us. And he's like, you, you think I'd hurt you? No, I wouldn't hurt you. I, I, I don't. And this is where it goes full lunatic that would make anybody it's, it's hard. My little, it's, my, it's my little girl's birthday. Yeah, he's like, I'm just trying to go home. No, because you very calmly, he's like, I have a family. I have a family. I have a daughter. It's, it's her birthday. I'm just trying to go home. And he like sits back and, and he's starting to replay the day's events in his yeah. head. And then that's when he's like, I can't go back. You know, like, I. Well, you got to give it to Michael Douglas. He like, was amazing. It's like the, the facial expressions and the way he would like compose himself. And at first, in the very beginning of the movie, he's 
no facial expressions. And by the yeah. end of the movie, he's emoting so goddamn hard. Oh, this movie's so good. Sorry, Hank Pym. Hey, fuck you. That's why when they cast him as Hank Pym, I got excited. Yeah. I was like, dude, Hank Pym can play, uh, Michael Douglas can play a crazy person so goddamn well. That's why I got so excited that uh, they cast Michael Douglas as Hank Pym because um, Michael Douglas can play a crazy person and Hank Pym's a crazy person. And then we got the Ant-Man movies and I was super upset. Um, I like those movies. Yeah, but imagine, Hank Pym is like Michael Douglas's character where one day he just goes crazy. Janet deserved it. The cop gets called to the girlfriend wife's apartment because she called the cop three times and she uh, basically explains that she has a restraining order and all this stuff. And uh, he goes to see the mom and it turns out the guy like they go to his bedroom and it's like super clean. Mm. Like bed made nothing out of order. He opens up a leather case. It's full of uh, compasses. You know what a compass is, right? Not the thing that tells you the direction. Yeah, that you can draw circles with. So obviously he's some sort of extreme mathematician. Yeah, so after the cop basically figures out its defense is uh, Michael Douglas's character. This is when he's going down the boardwalk, right? No, this is just before that. He calls his wife one last time. Oh, yeah. And she's like, don't come. And he's like... He's like, no, I'm coming. I- I'm I'm gonna show up. Um, I bought I bought my daughter a unicorn. I'm gonna show up. There's nothing you can do to stop me, because no, this is when he was having the breakdown, being like, this goes into the end of the movie. Like that yes, because she's he's like, we like the pony or she like the unicorn. What would she like better? And he's kind of having a breakdown. That's when her head. Well, you don't know it at the time, but that's in her head. She's like, fuck. Yeah, and he's talking, and, he, and it's. At the beginning of the movie, you see her walking by a toy shop with ponies and unicorns in the front. And then when he's doing this, you see it's the same toy shop. That toy shop is like 40 feet away from her house. So she comes to the realization that he's right outside her house. And this is when she gives the whole, um, he's like, but you're my wife. And and she's like, not anymore, you know, kind of thing. And this is when Michael Douglas like really fucking goes crazy. And he starts running towards the house. Um, the mom and the daughter go out the back door. He goes in the front door. They run down and they run down to the pier. And Michael Douglas is just sitting in the empty house watching old VHSs of him and his daughter and his wife. And this is where they go to the scene where they tr- it shows him filming. Right. Trying to put the daughter on the rocking horse. And, and she's the whole crying. time she's crying. And the wife's like, she doesn't want to. He's like, and just put her on the goddamn put horse. Her on I a... bought it for her. And, and put it on the and horse. And then it cuts to Michael Douglas watching himself yell at his wife and kid and like realizing like. <laughs> it is how creepy that fucking scene was. That like, scene. She was like the unicorn better. Yeah, that scene oh. was so heavy. Where he's filming her on the pier. And he's like, don't do that. She's like, what? And he was like, don't make that face, you bitch. You know? And it's yeah. just like... And and you see him kind of like do the, oh, God, I'm the bad guy. It's one of those awful things where you like wake up in the morning and you're like, fuck. It's like waking up after a blackout and being like, I... It's like a five-year blackout. I fucked up. Like, yeah. But in his head, he's like... No, he, he admits to it. Remember at the end? No, but in his head, he's like, 
I've gone too far. Yeah, that's literally, I think he literally says that in that scene, I've gone yeah. too far. And then he hears police sirens. So he starts running to the back door. The cop chases him. He shoots the cop. That's where Hero Cop finally shot cop on the ground, grabs her gun, and chases him to the pier. Mm. And then they're on the pier, and the little girl and the mom are there, and they turn around and see... Uh, this scene was way too long of him just running on the board, like the little dock. But it was trying to build it up for you. That was the actual length of the dock with him actually <laughs> running it. You know what I mean? So, like, I like that. So, he, uh, he winds up running up to his wife and kids. The girl turns around and goes, look, mommy, it's daddy. And mommy's fucking terrified because mommy knows what the fuck's going on. And uh, he's like, hey, hey, it's me, your dad. And he like, gives her, like, the really uncomfortable, like, Which, tight. And he, he tight. kisses his wife and she's Oh, that was, <clears throat> that yeah. was what happened to me first. He just, like, walks up to her and starts kissing her on the lips. And so it's like. And she's like. And it's like, oh, God, no. Yep. And then he bends down and he's like, I'm your dad. I'm never leaving. Never again. I promise I will never leave again. And he puts his gun down. And that's when um, Robert Duvall is like, huh, weird, huh? Like, woo, you know, like, and he starts doing the police thing where he's trying to talk um, Michael Douglas down. And he like circles him and winds up putting himself almost between Michael Douglas and his family. I like the scene when he sees Michael Douglas' head go down, so he just flashes his gun real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas looks away and he flashes his gun to the wife, and the wife sees the gun and notices and like gives a nod. And then since Michael Doug, the wife puts her foot between Michael Douglas and his Michael Douglas's gun, mm. and then kicks it away. This is where he like starts to panic. He goes no, and then the whole pulls out the what's no the, he uh, Robert Duvall pulls out his gun. Michael Douglas's gun kicks away. His wife runs over, grabs the gun, and drops it off the pier. And he's going like, no! Like, Why would you do this? Why would you do this? She's like, I don't love you. This isn't your daughter. And he's just like, okay. Okay. And then he, he looks at the cops, got his gun drawn on him, and he goes, he's like, the cop's like, you can just, if you just surrender, we have some nice police officers you can talk to. And he goes, no. Nah. Yeah, no, too much. Spend my life in jail? No. He was pretty much like you could still see your daughter grow up, and he's like through behind bars? bars. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'd rather die and give her the insurance. We also forgot to mention his daughter the whole time was playing with one of those cool water pistols. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day. So it comes down to uh, he goes, "How about this? How about we draw? Think about it." This is Michael Douglas talking. Yeah, the villain kills the hero. The hero kills the villain. It's beautiful, isn't it? He's like, I don't want to do this. Robert Duvall's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to shoot you, man. And he goes, all right, ready? One. And he goes, we don't have to do it. And he goes, come on. This is all we have to do or something like that. <laughs> Two. And he's like, don't make me do this. And he goes, I got nothing to lose. And then three. And he reaches for his pocket, pulls out the water pistol, shoots Duvall in the face. And Duvall shoots him dead center in the chest. And right after you see Michael Douglas fall back, you see, what's his name? Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall's white water off his face. And Michael there. Douglas goes, Falls backwards into the ocean and dies. Oh, you say as soon as I saw the toy gun, what I'm like, Dang. yeah, you saw that coming from the get go, but um, obviously, smart, no, but so he falls into the water and then it goes to the wife's house, 
and it turns out it was her daughter's birthday. <laughs> yeah, you see like the kids awkwardly standing there with cops are with the gifts and it's like ooh, ooh yeah he's not gonna have a good movie life. ends on a bummer nothing is resolved society still sucks we just got to watch one man go insane this movie's amazing yeah it's a heavy it's a it's, it's, a, a, it's a good movie and it, <clears throat> the main thing you should walk away from this movie is just treat people that's all it is is just be nice like you never like the thing is like i try to treat like not to get on my soapbox here but i don't want to fuck with people like you're mean to one person you don't know what they're gonna do they go be mean to someone i'm not saying i'm just being nice people so don't murder me no it's like why it's like uh i would i remember i had i had a moment in stop and shop once where uh, I was sure, walking down Dave's market. No, I was walking down. No, Dave's is where I fight people. Stop and shop <laughs> is where I help people. The amount of confrontations I get in at Dave's is astounding. But uh, I'm walking down like the, the the bargain aisle, you know, the one next to the produce, and uh, this old lady drops her purse, and like I have things in my hand, so I stop, and I look, and there's a crowd of people watching this old lady bend over slowly to pick up her purse. So I said out loud, guess it's me, put my stuff down, walked over, grabbed her purse and went, here you go, miss. And she went, thank you very much. And I went, no, or I didn't say no. I was just like, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Anyone would have done it. And I was like looking at the crowd and they just went back to shopping. And that's where I was like, oh, everybody sucks. You know, like yeah. that's this movie. This movie is that feeling where you're like, am I the only one that cares? <laughs> So if you're gonna learn one lesson, just just be nice. Easier to be nice to people. Don't make the problem is everybody's in such a rush nowadays. Everybody's too obsessed with self, and they forget that there's other people around them. When you walk into a room with a bad mood, you're gonna bring everyone down. Mm. That's all it is. Like, don't make other your problems other people's problems. Keep them to yourself. That's all it is. Don't go into a bus pissed off and punch someone. Why would you do that? You know. Like, <laughs> and if you're in a traffic jam, just know. Just sit there. Get, I get mad at traffic jams. Beep your horn. But yeah, beep beep. Oh, scream. God, I fucking hate it when people beep horns, man. I, I yell at them. I roll my window down and I yell stop. I'm like, what are you a cop washing? Yeah. I, I usually either yell stop or good job. The only reason you should beep your horn is if somebody's at stop on your not. stoplight and they're not going to give them that nice little beep beep. I'm not even just a, just a beep. Yeah, and just wave to him, be like, hey, I'm not being mean. Did I tell you about the guy that fucking, I was in the turning lane and he pulled in front of me and wouldn't let me turn and then was yelling at me that I couldn't turn? <laughs> Some whole fat guy was flipping me off and shit and laying on his horn. But anyway, thanks for watching. And I was just smiling and waving to him the entire time. I was like, if he gets out of his car, I think I can kill him, you know? I can't fight, but I know he can't fight. You know what I mean? I can't fight better than he can't fight. Exactly. But thanks for watching. This Don't... movie's amazing. Yeah, check this movie out. Let us know if Ignore you've the seen propaganda. It. A lot of people say this is some sort of like right-wing extremist film, but you you watch it. This is not right-wing extremist at all. It's just a dude wanting people to be decent people. He just wants and to be And even when home. he confronts the fucking Nazis, like, no, you're a fucking asshole. You're a bad person. You shouldn't spend your days wanting to hate people. Exactly. And he just wants to go home. That's all he wanted. Uh, Granted, he does have some mental yeah, issues. Yeah, he does have some issues, which... His I mean, mom's, like, up afraid to eat with him because he just stares. Yeah, his mom's psycho, too, though. Yeah. 
Did you see the weird war monument to his dead dad? Yeah. Like that was an entire wall in the house is dedicated to his dead dad. Like, you know, that couldn't have been a good house to grow up into. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing to grow up to our show. No. <laughs>